Hey, hey guys, it is Tim Gillette, and we're back here with another Tim Gillette show. Today, I've got a great guest that I have not been able to see in a long time. All the way back to our Blab base. We go, we go way back, like way back to Blab. All right. Um, and uh, you know what I mean? About the time, I think, you know, Austin was doing stuff along the lines with, you know what I mean, going into Snapchat and doing stuff with social media and social media blogging, podcasting kind of relates. That's probably why we should have done a thing together a long time ago. But anyway, we're going to bring him on today. Austin Juliano, all right, is someone that I met through Blab, a great social media consultant, speaker, all right, and uh, you know what I mean? I'm sure there's a ton of other things like he can tell me that goes after his name. I just know the dude is Austin. I mean, let's come on. You know what I mean? I don't think of the city of Austin. I think the dude Austin. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. But let's bring him on here and see what's up. Mr. Austin, how are you, my friend? I am fantastic. How are you, my friend? So happy to be on here. Hello, everybody. I'm super pumped to be here. Isn't isn't it fun to be able to get back together again? Now that you know what I mean, uh, you know it, it, it seems like it took this to get blabbed to let us uh, to let us reunite. I, it's it's so cool. Like one of my favorite things about social media is the amount of amazing connections and friendships you can make throughout the whole thing. Like, yes, we're all here to make money and find clients and all those things, but like, man, it is just so cool the people you get to meet because. That leads you everywhere. Well, let me ask you this. Well, I mean, in the Blab days, how many people did you meet from around the world that you didn't in person, know? In person, from around oh, yeah, the world. In person, yeah. I probably met 150 to 200 people easily, easily that like they were on my streams or I was on their streams. And then we connected in person, said hello. And it was weird the first couple of experiences of it because like I'd be hanging out and somebody would run up and hug me randomly. And like my hands go up in the air. I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, oh my God, I was on your stream, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. And then they're like, I am this person, you know, and it's their username. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, like I don't know you as... No, I know you as Tim Gillette, but like if your username was something different, I wouldn't know Tim Gillette was Tim Gillette until that's your username. I think I think I I, I think this is along the lines of things that you teach as well as I do. Brand yourself. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. What a what a what a idea. So I understand why people don't want to because they're afraid of getting their face out there and their name out there and becoming like an expert or an influencer or a personal brand. But the power of just what you can do with, with having your own website, with having all your own social medias being your name. Think about it. If I ever wanted to get a job and somebody Googled my name, you get my website, you get all my social medias, you get all the podcasts I've been on, all the top uh, websites because I've been featured in Forbes and Entrepreneur and blah, 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 you know. That adds so much credibility and it makes selling yourself for a job or for getting a client so easy. Yeah. So easy. We so had, you brand yourself. Yeah. We we had in 2014, um, when when we moved to this condo complex, the girl we bought, not the condo we're in now, but the, the old condo, when we when we were moving into that, the lady came to give us keys and garage door opener and stuff like that. And she's sitting there. My wife's talking to her. I'm not even talking to her. I'm just standing there. And she's talking to my wife, but like looking up at me and like doing this. Uh, and then finally she goes, I looked you guys up online. She looks at me. She goes, you're famous. And I'm like, no, I just know how to market myself. <laughs> 
I'm famous to my mom. Does that yeah. count? <laughs> mom thinks I'm a great guy. My wife thinks I'm great. I'm, I'm happy with that. I've got it down. So, yeah. So, hey, Claudia, check it in. I haven't seen Claudia in a long time either. So, uh, so what, what have you been up to over the last five, five years? Okay. So to give, I just want to give context for everybody listening who I am and why they should pay attention. Cause I think that's the most important thing. Like we all are busy people. So I met Tim back when I was in New York city during the blab Meerkat, periscope forerunning of live streaming. And I went from homeless sleeping out of my car in New York City to becoming one of the fastest growing live streaming influencers, blowing up, speaking on stage. I've gone on to become an award-winning public speaker, a viral content creator. I'm eat, breathe, sleep, social media. I understand how to use social media to storytell and to actually turn it into leads and sales. And I love talking about it. I love giving tactical tips that you guys can take. So if any of you have any questions about your business, where you're going, put it in, like, be like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is the challenge I'm having. What do you think I should do? You know, and I would love to answer those questions. It's my favorite thing. I do it all day long. So that's kind of my background. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And, and, um, and you went from homeless. Yes. To actually, you know what I mean? Did live streaming, was live streaming part of why you went from homeless to being this or, yes. or was it just a tool? 100%. 100%. Okay. There were two, there are two main components that like made that happen. Mm -hmm. There was an internal work where I shifted my mentality, which is a huge part, especially like, I know COVID is ridiculously hard right now. I know the world is literally on fire and figuratively on fire. And it's hard to like, look at these outside circumstances and go, you know, this is what reality is. You have to shift what's going on mentally first. And Tim, I'm sure you can vouch for this too. And I started shifting my mental focus. I shifted how I approached life. And then I was given these new opportunities. Live streaming was one of them. And I jumped into it right away because I was like, I'm already in this social media space. Let's see what's going on here. And I don't want to go on this long tangent because I've talked about it a million times. I can if people are interested. But just jumping in and being willing to fail and then being vulnerable and honest and sharing my experiences, my successes, and my failures allowed me to amass a, a, a sizable audience. And then people were like, hey, can you help me in my business? Can you help me you know, grow my brand? And they were asking questions, I was answering them, and it just kind of went from there. That's the very kind of condensed version of it. Well, I mean, you brought up something that I always like to talk about. You I mean, you talk about building audiences. Yes. You're helping your clients do the same thing. And when I started 10 years ago, now I've been in this for 10 years, and I had a lot of people 10 years ago say, well, you don't need a website. You don't need that. You just need social media. And I, and I can, I, I mean, I can count how many of them are left on one finger uh, that said that, that are not in business for themselves, but employed somewhere. You know what I mean? Yep. What are your recommendations? I mean, cause you're a social media person. Do you still encourage list building or just, Hey, just build it on social media. You're good. So here there's there's not an easy solution uh, okay i'm going to tell you to buy your own domain name and build your own website and your own social medias um social medias are rented property and at any time whatsoever you can lose it like twitter or facebook or whatever can literally shut you down so that's a challenge email marketing yes is the best way to communicate collecting and building your email list a hundred percent but 
the downside to that is everybody is doing it. It's very competitive. Open rates are low. You also don't need a hundred thousand email subscribers to like be successful. If you can talk to 200, 500, a thousand people and give them the best advice, the best tips, like it's just super valuable. Then you can turn that into a ton of money. You also don't need all those things. Like if you want to make money, and you want to build your brand, like say right now you don't have a job and you need a job. Here's what you do. I'm going to give you a strategy right here. Go into Google on your desktop and pick a niche, right? Say doctor, say restaurant, say anything that you're kind of interested in. One niche. Look onto the second, third, fourth, fifth page of Google, not the first page because that those people are doing really well, but the people on the second, third, fourth, fifth page of Google start analyzing what their website is. Is it mobile responsive? There's tools to do that. Like you go uh, Google mobile responsive um, uh, tool and they will pull up the Google version to see if it actually works. Like an insane amount of traffic is on Google, uh, is on mobile phones and mobile devices. So you need to be mobile first. Look at the copy. Is the copy boring and dry? Is it converting? Look at the reviews. Like if it's a restaurant, do they have a three-star Yelp review? A three-star Yelp review means they are losing money because I know everybody looks at Yelp first to determine where to go to get food, especially nowadays where you're sitting in and like you're like, I need some pad thai right now. Where do I get pad thai? And you start scrolling through and you're like, five-star, five-star, three-star. Skip that one, five-star, five-star. Analyze these things and put them in a Google spreadsheet. You don't need a website to do this. You just need the tools of Google. And then put their contact information in and then start contacting them and go, listen, your website is not mobile responsive and you are losing money because of this. I can help you turn this into a mobile responsive website so that way you can make more money. And you might be going, well, I don't actually know how to do that. There's this little tool called Upwork that you can hire people to do these things. So you hire somebody else to do the work. You get paid. They do the work. They white, You white label their service. And now all of a sudden your entire business is just selling somebody else's service. Or you contact them and you say, your business has a three-star review on Yelp. You are losing money. You're going to pay me to contact every single one of your past customers and ask them to review. There are text message services that allow you to do that. And if you charge like 10, 15, $20 per positive review and you get a hundred positive reviews, you're just making money. And it's just sending out uh, text messages to these people. Hey, we really hope you appreciated our service. Uh, we would love it if you would give us a positive review. Here's the link. Boom. You send that text message out. So like there are strategies you can implement where you're generating revenue and you're not even like focused on a website and building your brand and building your audience. You're going revenue first. So totally do that and then turn around and build your brand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I like that idea. I mean, it, it's almost like, you know, you, you yourself can use the same tools that, that Austin's using and build a business. Uh, yeah. Do you often help uh, a lot of other people do that exactly that exact method or, or what is the so, synopsis of what you help them? So I absolutely love sharing things like that. And if you're starting out, definitely jump on that strategy that I put forth. How I particularly help people is I focus on personal brands. So like Tim Gillette here is like, look, I need to generate more leads for my business. This is what I sell, you know, um, 
I I need to do that. And it's like, oh, like, let's build a strategy on how we're going to do that. How we're going to turn Tim Gillette not only into this amazing person that we have a few people watching, but we get hundreds, thousands of people watching. That's where my focus is. Because once you have a certain level of success, then it's just compounding on systems that work. And then you know, making things more efficient. And I really get excited by that. Cool. Cool. Uh, you know, there, there, I want to go back to something you talked about, you know what I mean? Audience. And a lot of things that I talk about now uh, with people is not necessarily going for the audience or the fans, but building community. Ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? Lab was a community. What's <sighs> your thoughts on community and social media? So the, the hardest thing when you get started in building a community is knowing how to do it effectively where you actually grow. Mm -hmm. And the easiest way to build a community is to first become something I call a power user in somebody else's community. So Tim, how many people do you know in your audience that consistently comment, consistently respond, who are like, you are amazing, I love you. Can you think of like three to five right now? Yeah, I can, as a matter of fact. Okay. Now, let's say one of those people started their own podcast, started their own thing, and they started promoting themselves and growing. Would you turn around and be like, holy crap, I'm going to be your number one fan because you've supported me every step of the way? Well, yeah. Exactly. Now, all of a sudden, you're starting out, and Tim Gillette over here is coming and like sharing your thing out. I'm so excited for this person because they're doing this thing. This is so cool. You're going to jump on and help them with their podcast. You're going to give them advice. If you want to grow a community, start engaging with other people's communities. Start getting on their radar. Comment, share, like. Like if they're if you're listening right now, drop your name, say hello in this chat because this is how we engage. And then it, you build from there. So I am a huge proponent on giving before asking. If you just keep giving and giving and giving, just helping people, your community naturally grows. And then put out the content that they are asking for. Like the way I grew my community in the Meerkat, Blab, Periscope, beginning of live streaming days, as I was literally doing content every single day. Uh, live streams every single day. And most of the time it was around business. And even though I was a failed business owner and I like was homeless, I was talking about, you know, here's what worked and here's what failed. And then people were like, okay, well, what do you see that I could do for X, Y, and Z? And then consistently answering the same questions, I went, okay, well, let me create a blog article. Let me create a live stream dedicated to this. And now let me add this into my marketing mix where people come into my email marketing and then after two or three emails, I'm like, hey, here's this live stream I did that answers this particular question that I know you're asking right now. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's it's about like understanding who the audience is that you really get to serve and then just creating content for them. But the only way you do that is first becoming a power user in somebody else's community and then kind of building from there. I love that word, be a power user in someone else's community. Um, would would you mind for the you know what I mean for the people who are who are listening, um, what's some mistakes that they might be making that you say okay you know avoid these mistakes when being a power user in someone else's community because you might cross a line or two. Okay, um, that that's it. it always depends on the community you're a part of. Okay, mm -hmm. the 
kind of the easiest way I can describe this is through a, a bigger mechanism, like taking a uh, social media like Reddit. Do you know what Reddit is, Tim? I, I've heard the name, but I really have not studied what Reddit does. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So Reddit is basically a form. You remember those old school days where people would leave comments and things like that? Yeah, yeah. That, that is the entire platform, but each, each there's something called subreddits. There are subreddits dedicated to different sections. So there's one for space, there's one for technology, there's one for every political spectrum, you know, entrepreneurship, whatever you, you want, right? Mm -hmm. When you join these communities, there are certain things, each community has different sets of rules. If you break those rules, your posts get shut down, you get kicked out because they're like, hey, this is spammy, this isn't cool. But people love it when you create content within those rules that are pertinent to the subreddit. So you have to understand the rules of engagement for each of these subreddits. Same with being a power user. If you're on the Tim Gillette show, you know, if you're here listening, you should be leaving comments, you should be asking questions, you should be engaging as much as you can. Don't go, hey, this is what I do, come watch me. You know, that's super spammy. But going, hey, Tim, you know, I know you're really big into podcasting. This is my, my podcast is focused on. I'm really having difficulties understanding how to take it from here to here. Would you give me some feedback? That's an easy way to not only promote yourself, but get some help. And I bet you, Tim over here would love to jump in and talk about podcasting. Well, yeah, I, of course, I'm going to give advice on that. But I mean, yeah. And, and I mean, I ask that question because so often that that's what I see when I see these communities, Austin, is I watch people jump into them and they're new. All right. And I get it. I was new once too. Mm -hmm. All right. And I, and I want to build a following. I want to build a community, but I watch them try to, you know, like, like spam, like, like literally, like, I hate that. That's the word I got to use is spam. They're literally trying to like vomit sales pitches on people. And I'm like, dude, dude, who are you? Uh, before you offer me your 10 grand package, who are you? You know? And it's like, yeah. It, the another way you could look at it is joining Facebook groups. Yeah, yeah. Facebook groups have been around for so long. Join as many of them as you can and watch the ones that don't allow a ton of self-promotion because if you allow a ton of self-promotion, they very quickly become spam. But the ones that don't, then you have to start like try and think like, okay, how do I give value while also promoting myself? Mm -hmm. And a, a really great technique that I've seen, I'm gonna go to Reddit again, there's there's a Reddit subreddit for entrepreneurs, right? And the entrepreneur subreddit has all these people and they're like, guys, do not sell to us. We are so sick and tired of that. What has worked consistently on that subreddit was people taking their best 2,000, 3,000 word blog articles and writing the entire thing in there and giving all the value up front and just being like, hey, here's a link. This is where it was originally posted. And if it's a really good blog article, people are like, holy crap, this is amazing. They upvote it. You know, people go check out your website. They want to learn more about you because you're giving all the value up front. Mm -hmm. Like, don't, don't worry about promoting yourself. Promotion becomes really easy when you just start giving tons and tons and tons of value because people are like, this is amazing. And if you're going into these, you know, Facebook groups, if you're going into a subreddit or whatever it might be, or somebody else's community, just give. Mm -hmm. People will naturally come back and be like, holy crap, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and, and, and I love it. I mean, I appreciate that because I, I do. I, I mean, I own several, several Facebook groups and, and the same thing. I mean, I want people to come in and give. 
I noticed people who are who are in the chat here that I mean I think both, both you and I are part of David Fagan's community. All right, great guy. Uh, you know, and it is. I go into David's community, and I always feel no matter who's talking, I'm getting value. But in the meantime, he's also showing me the people I want to work with because they're giving such value in there, and I love that as a great example. Um, but I mean, I want to talk about this. I mean, because you're kind of a young guy. All right, yeah, you're not in your fifties like me. You know, no. uh, you know, you you've become very successful uh, using these tools and building community, um, and, and you did it in a very short amount of time. You know, there's people on here uh, who watch this, and 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 you know, they're facing hard times. They're facing tough times. Sure. What would you, as a young man, tell them? Hey, do this to save time right now. So, this is a really complicated question because everybody's situation is different. Yes. What I can say though is one, take time. There, there, there's a few things. One, take time out of your day to literally shut off everything and have no distractions. Give yourself silence. I, this is one of the hardest things for us entrepreneurs to do. If you give yourself 15, 30 minutes, an hour of silence a day, where you can just sit and think almost like a meditation, you'd be surprised at how many ideas start sparking in your brain. We are overloaded with stimuli literally every single day. Everything is fighting for our attention. So we have to actually carve out that silence, allow our brain to process and trust that we're going to come up with our own answers that are going to help move us forward because you know your situation better than anybody else. So like that has been hugely beneficial for me and for a lot of my clients is like literally carving out silence every single day. The second thing is I would say make sure you are taking time out of your day to learn. It is so important. You need to be reading books. You need to be taking courses. Like if you have not, if you're a business owner and you haven't taken basic things like Google Analytics and understanding how that works, it's free. It's free to learn Google Analytics. They have a whole training, Google Tag Manager, Facebook advertising. Like Facebook has their own course, but like you could also go on to Skillshare, which is $10 a month mm -hmm. to learn just about anything. I have the number one Facebook advertising course on Skillshare. You can go there and you can watch it for free. So like there's also like photography courses, like learning new skill sets is one of the best things you can do at this time because you're not going to fix everything overnight, but skill sets and, and you investing in yourself can never be taken away. So carve time, learn new things, and then listen, listen to what's going on. You know, we're talking about these communities as you're sitting here, as you're listening to the Tim Gillette podcast, as you're, you know, in these different Facebook groups, look at the questions that are coming up and take a Google Excel sheet and actually start writing them down and start tallying what are the general questions and think about it and go, what product or service could I possibly create that would solve that need and try and do it as cheaply as possible. Like the, the, you need an MVP, a minimum viable product. Can you do that through a blog article? Can you do that through an email list? Can you do that through a workbook? Can you do that through any sort of thing that costs you nothing to create to try and solve that problem? 
If you can do that, if you can do that consistently, then you can actually build a successful business from the ground up. That's from Lean Startup. Fantastic book that I recommend everybody read. So really, I think this time is the time to slow down and look at your foundations and your fundamentals and then rebuild from there. Cool, cool. Uh, you know, it's such great information on this. I mean, I'm sitting here jotting these things down and going, okay, man. Uh, you know, learning. All right. Silence. You know, that thing is silence. I heard from a gentleman many, many years ago who he scheduled out, you know, I mean, two one hour sessions in his week that were not, you know what I mean? They were not be able to be booked. You know what I mean? His, his, his you know what I mean? And his assistant controlled that and said, no, that's, that's his time. For me, my meditation has always been Austin uh, like uh, until COVID as I would go to my Starbucks in the morning with nothing more than my phone to be able to pay and then, um, and then sit and, and with my drink and, and like I say space out, but in my mind, I'm churning over everything I'm about to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Very, very much what you, what you're explaining to people and, and how much that is important to them. So, um, cool. So uh, one more time, I see Amber actually put down here in the comments, the name of that book again. Lean Startup. Yeah, Lean Startup. Did you get that, Amber? All right, so I'm going to try to put somebody else. Somebody else want to type Lean Startup in the comments so we can bring that up on screen for everybody. So the, There's actually one more thing that popped in my brain, something I've been doing a lot with my clients lately, is because, because their businesses are, I don't want to say like shrinking, but like you're trying to eliminate expenses and make things more efficient. Mm -hmm. learn the tools that actually make things more efficient. Like here's a fantastic resource everybody should be using, Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R. Zapier will automatically uh, trigger and do different events for you. So for instance, if you go to my website and you sign up to my contact form, austinuliano.com, I have a Zapier that will go out and will trigger and I will automatically send you an email that says something like, hey, I've gotten your email. I'm on it. You know, I'd like to learn more, blah, 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 something like that. Because it's been proven through science and statistics that the quicker you respond, the more likely you are to get the lead. You can also have that Zapier send you a message that says, hey, you got a new lead. Here's their phone number. So even if I'm out doing my day, Boom, I have an email in my inbox. My phone vibrates and it's like, hey, here's your lead. So I can call that lead and I can be like, yo, what up? Like, let's make something happen. Because then all of a sudden I'm, you know, responding right away. You can have Zapier set up for so many different things that will help streamline your business. Using Zapier, I helped a client go from uh, like, I think it was like $20,000 in revenue to six figures in revenue because she was about to bring on somebody to like help her scale her business. And I was like, you don't need to, like you can set these automatic triggers up that you're going to have this person, you're going to be paying them to do. And it just easily and efficiently just streamlines so much behind your business. So look at things like that. Tim Hill is saying Zapier is great. It's a fantastic resource. So yeah. learn those things. So, I mean, yeah, now something else that you talked about, all right, is, you know what I mean, from putting the tools in there, all right, but learning. Learning. All right? And you mentioned one of the tools you mentioned was the resource that you have your course on is which? Skillshare. Huh? Skillshare. Skillshare. So, so go ahead, somebody type that in the comments so that we actually put that up on screen as well. Skillshare. 
But you know, in the learning aspect nowadays, we're going to be in a more modern world. Um, are, are are you getting more and more into listening to like podcasts and audio stuff, or are you still reading the physical books? Both. Both. I I love listening to podcasts because I can turn all my podcasts to 1.5, 1.75, 2.0 speed, and that is fantastic because. If you've never done that, it, it's a little bit weird at first, but you'll learn to adjust. And then a book that is 24 hours long becomes 12 hours long. And you can still retain all the information. So um, Skillshare is a fantastic resource. Audible is another fantastic resource. Physical books are amazing too because like there's, there's really something different when you actually have to flip pages feel and smell and, you know, engage with the physical book. It also forces you to sit there because when I'm doing podcasts, I'm also doing other activities at the same time. Uh, so I use both to answer your question. Yeah. And I, I mean, in my truck now, I, I'm now a podcast listener. I stopped. I mean, I love music, but I stopped and I'm like, man, you know, what? I'm gonna use this. This, you know, this is learning time. Why don't I yeah. put a podcast on and listen to something or listen to an audio book in my car? Uh, and it just helps me keep more engaged. So the other question I had for you, all right, in the social media space right now, there's some pretty controversial stuff going on in our country. Oh yeah. Um, are are you are you someone who's an advocate for you know what I mean? Get get emotional, get involved on social media. Or are you like, hey, let's 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 be more on the build business building side. Don't get too much involved with something that doesn't have a creative end. There's no right or wrong when it comes to that. I use my different platforms differently. Like my Twitter, I'm very active politically on there because you know what? I I have this urge inside of me that I can't shut up when I see things happening that I disagree with. So I need an outlet for that. I also highly advocate the delete button. There is at least 50 times a day, I go and I write out a full tweet, an angry tweet, and then I look at it and I go, do I really want to send that? And then I hit delete because I find it very empowering to write and we want to write and send, but sending it doesn't necessarily mean you really should say that. So writing it and then deleting it feels great. I also actively look for the other narrative. Like I'm going to go a little political here, not super deep. I am somebody who is a liberal in mm -hmm. most policies and most, you know, is areas I've advocated for gun reform, you know, gu safe gun laws, especially with the school shootings that have happened and things like that. And I have actively gone to forums and, and listened. I haven't commented, but listened to the other side. And I've been thinking about it. And over time, I have personally changed my mindset around the Second Amendment. And I go, I understand where the left side narrative is coming from. I also understand where the right side narrative is coming from. And now seeing what is happening with the protests, I'm like, I get it. I get it. And I think it's really important that we have to combat our own belief systems by consuming the other side and going, let me try and understand. And that is so freaking hard because our beliefs are things we will die for. Yeah, and yeah. we so hard for us to change. You will never change somebody else's belief. You will only change your own beliefs oh, by man. actively working on it. So yeah. like, thank you, Matt Crane. I love you too, my friend. Yeah. That I really appreciate that. So like, 
I, I believe getting political, I believe getting out there is important because our voices are so important and not using our voice is, is a disservice to the world. I also understand the power of stepping back and focusing on building a business because getting into that political spectrum is like getting into a pendulum where you're just swinging and getting nothing accomplished and you're riled up and you're wasting all your time and energy. Focusing on the things that really matter to you are important. So for me, being I live in Beverly Hills. There was a massive protest you know, for the Black Lives Matter. People are marching. I 100% am marching with them. I'm joining them. You know, At the same time, though, I'm trying to understand the narrative of the looters, the people who are you know, upset and frustrated. And I'm trying to understand all sides of that equation. I don't, I'm going to kind of end it there because I don't want to turn this into something. No, I don't, yeah, I, I get it. But no, I like my point of the whole of bringing it up, Austin, was so many people I see kind of waste, I think, hours of their life. And all they do is really, they don't take that objective on. Let me study this and see why, as opposed to they get on line and they argue and they're doing nothing more but digging their roots in. And before you know it, they're up to their waist in, in mud. Yeah. You know, oh crap. How do I get out of this? Oh yeah. And because it feels yeah. so good. It feels so good being like, no, you're wrong. Let me yell at you. Let me tell you my opinion because you're feeding your ego, yeah. but it's so much harder to be like, maybe I am wrong because yeah. I've been wrong a lot in my life about a lot of different things. So that's that's much harder and i do recommend that and then i do recommend on the grand scheme of things think about why you're getting on social media social media should be like the last thing you do there are so many better things to do with your time and your day and i'm a social media consultant i'm telling you to turn the things off mm -hmm. if you're getting on social media have a reason if yeah. you're getting on to build a business use it to build a business like honestly advertise. Advertising is the best way to build your business, period, end of story. Learn how to advertise because then it's scalable. It's over. Like you turn it on, boom, leads are coming in, business is coming in, your following is growing, whatever the objectives are. You know, you need the strategy and I can help you build that strategy. Advertising is great. Posting on social media is great when you're distributing content. If you're getting on to consume, don't do that. Yeah. Seriously. It, it's so hard. It feels so good. But like it's it's this really dark black hole that it's really hard to get out of. Oh um, well, that's that's exactly where I was going with that too. Is like you know what I mean? You're, again, now you now you're up to your 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 chest in mud, and you're like, oh crap! Yeah, what good am I doing for the world here? As opposed to, oh okay, let me just uh, yeah. And I don't get like I don't like getting involved in the arguments. I have a I tell people I tell my clients I have a point of view. All right. But I'm not sharing my point of view. Now, we want to have a private conversation about it. Yeah, I'm not going to try to change your point of view. See, if, if I, know there's an argument, I know there's an argument for staying informed, and I highly yeah, yeah, support that. Now, I want to make it easier on everybody to stay informed. There is a YouTuber who every day, five days a week, covers the news in a relatively unbiased. He lets you know what his opinion is, but he covers the right and he covers the left's perspective. And I think that's super important because then you're able to make the decision. His yeah. name is Philip DeFranco. If you type in Philip DeFranco uh, and start watching it, it's it's just, honestly, it's, it's one of the 
best ways I found of staying informed without consuming nonstop online of everything that's going on. Cause he's giving you the information and the highlights. So I recommend finding people like that and staying informed and then spending the rest of your time really just focused on building your business or, or doing what you need to do to change the world. Mm -hmm. Now, now, um, now I fully 100% all right in all this guys. All right. I, I support all of you having a voice. That's what social media, that's what media is all about is you having a voice. You, I'm sure you agree with that, Austin. Oh, absolutely. But, but yeah, but I, I'm not going to let it consume my day without I'm, I'm mission driven. So I've got a mission. Are you mission driven? I, I, oh. I want to go with this. Are you, are oh, you mission yeah. driven and what's your mission? Well, there's that's a few. <laughs> First off, I want everybody in the world to know who I am. Yeah. I think that's the most important. I know that's very ostentatious of me, A-U-S-T-I-N. But my mission is to actually show people how to take ownership of their life and their financial situation and their success by building their own brands and building their own systems because marketing and sales are the easiest way to grow your business and also take care of all the balarkey that's happening around us because – the world runs on money. The world runs on power and influence. How do you build it? And that's kind of what I help you do while creating viral content because that stuff's fun. Well, I mean, yeah, and, and that's, you know, I mean, I, I think I want to cover on that real, real quick. Why don't you give us a quick example of some things that you've done to help people go viral uh, so then people can know to reach out to you? Cool. I'm going to give you an example I did recently for myself, because if you can do it for yourself, you can do it for anybody because we are our own worst enemies. Mm. Um, being a live streamer, I can talk to the camera all day long. One of the things I found, which I'm sure you can attribute, is there's so much power being able to, I hate this word, but influence touch people emotionally and connect with people emotionally and help drive them to be a better version of themselves. I found that and I was like, this is deeply powerful. How do I take this further? And that made me fall in love with public speaking. It was something I was afraid of. So I spent the past three years mastering public speaking. I'm a distinguished Toastmasters. I'm a DTM, a distinguished Toastmasters with Toastmasters International, which means I can speak really well, which I knew that. I was like, okay, now that I have this credential, that this objective that I feel really good about, how do I take this back to the online world? And I went, there's not that many people talking about public speaking who have actually built themselves up as a speaker. And so I was like, I went into YouTube and there's a tool called TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. Yep. I actually met the guy who's in, who owns that company, a good guy, yeah. It's a fantastic resource. The thing with YouTube is it is really an SEO platform, search engine optimization. Therefore, you have to think about the content you're creating and go for keywords. When you're starting out, I started a new YouTube channel with zero subscribers, like maybe one or two. You have to look at what terms you can go for. So what I was searching for when I was starting is I was like, my niche is social media, personal branding. There are a lot of people like Roberto Blake out there who talk about this. He's fantastic and a friend of mine. I'm not going to be able to compete with him because he's massive. He has 500,000 subscribers. If he posts something, it's hitting that first page. I have to find a, a sub niche of personal branding and social media that makes sense. So I went, okay, public speaking. And I started looking at terms. I started researching. And then I found a term, is Toastmasters worth it? 
there was about a thousand searches per month, which means that's something I could hit. That's a really good benchmark. I made my first video, I put it out there and it started ranking and I got a little bit of momentum. Now here's where coming in and creating viral content is like the mindset you need. I looked at the analytics and I had about a 20 to 30% retention rate, which means if my video is five minutes long, they're only watching the first 20, 30 uh, percent of it, which you need a much higher rate to know your content's performing well. And when you're small, you have to focus on creating the best content. And we talk about this all day, but the best content has metrics behind it. So I'm looking at my watch time and I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? I create a couple more pieces of content. Again, same 20, 30% retention rate. So I'm like, how do I make something different and make something better? I looked at other industries, other types of content that I personally enjoyed consuming. And there was something that I kept falling into, which is called a video essay. A video essay is kind of like a documentary. You're pulling in clips from other things. You're narrating over it, talking about a subject. And there was one that I really liked, the YouTube channel called Charisma On Command, breaking down various things we do to be persuasive and charismatic. And I was like, I'm gonna steal that style. I created my very first like version of this and promoted it and it my retention rate went from 20% to 50%. And I'm like, there we go. That's something I need. And I did it again because one time's a fluke. Second time, boom, again, but this time in the first 24 hours I had 1800 views on that YouTube video. It just skyrocketed, going mini viral with like zero subscribers. So when you're looking at your content, you have to understand what the metrics are and what the metrics are saying. And you don't really know what that is unless you've spent all day in it looking at it and somebody like me can go, here's how we're going to make your content better. So this is something I've done. I've helped clients generate six figures plus, you know, with the same model, um, taking really great content, putting it up as YouTube advertisements because YouTube advertisements don't charge you if people are skipping which is fantastic because you can get a lot of impressions and that is YouTube advertisements having a 50% retention rate. So it's like insanely powerful. This is what I do. I look at your content. I go, here's how we're going to make it better. Here's how it builds into the strategy. Here's the metrics we're going to track. And this is what you're going to do to grow your business. So if you need help with that, just contact me. I'd love to help you. Cool. Cool. Uh, oh, speaking of contacting you, all right, what is the, the best way that people can find out more about you and connect with you? 8675309. Oh. Jenny, you know Jenny too, huh? <laughs> uh, my website, Austin, A-U-S-T-I-N-I-U-L-I-A-N-O, austinuliano.com. Or if you want to talk to me on social media, it's Austin Juliano, all one word, all my social medias, at sign before for Twitter, all that fun stuff. Cool, cool. So, uh, you know, I, I so much appreciate it. I mean, you've dropped so much of a load of information today, all right, as, as you always do, of course. <laughs> but, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I thank you for coming on the show, but I've got to finish up with my game. You heard about my game, haven't you? I heard you studied. <laughs> I'm going to fail. All right. So I got about nine questions, this or that. I learned this from Sammy Hagar. I think I'm cooler than Sammy, but hey, who's who's counting? Um, you know what I mean? I give you two choices. You tell me which one you like. Okay. Number one, Star Wars or Star Trek? Wars. 
wars. All right, all right. Yeah, first first session, not the our first first triangle of ones. First not the trilogy. Yeah. Three, uh, four, five, and six. Yeah, yeah. Second one I have here is you like the beach or the mountains? Beach. Beach. You live in California. Come on. Yeah, I live in California. So next one here, we go back into sci-fi, all right? This is one I want to be really know with you, and that is the red pill or the blue pill. Oh, you know what pill I'm taking. Bring on the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, I always love that one, all right, because most everybody, uh, you know what I mean, they ask. They always go, oh, which one's which, all right? So the red pill and blue pill is the meme representing the choice between taking either the red pill that represents truth or taking the blue pill that represents blissful ignorance. So I have to state that because so many people don't know it. Can you believe that? Who would not know The Matrix? <laughs> Great movie detail. If you go back to that scene and you look at the red pill and the blue pill, they're in the reflection of the glasses, each yeah. one. Yeah. So good. It's so cool. It was, it was a cool movie at the time, so too, yeah. And it's hard to believe. That movie's like 20-some years old now. Oh, anyway, next one I go to food products, and that is taco or hamburger. I live in California. Tacos. I, I'm sorry. It's, huh? But I thought maybe the vegan taco was coming out. I wasn't sure. No. All right. Beer or wine? I actually don't really drink, so neither. Okay. I know. Oh, well. Snapchat or Instagram? Instagram, <laughs> which is funny because I got my start on oh, Snapchat. Yeah, I, I, know. I literally have a whole course that I built on Snapchat, and now I'm an Instagram dude. Oh, well, and, and it's funny though because I remember when Snapchat came out and we were on Blab, and yeah. I said when we looked at it because I didn't get it, and I think I said something to you. I was like, I just don't get it. I'm glad you're like it. I don't get it, and I walked away, and I said. Uh, and I forget what part of the year it was, like maybe six months before that. I said, wait till late this summer. Uh, watch. Instagram is going to come up with something on these stories. And boom. Sure yeah. enough, it, it like happened August of that year. And everybody's like, how did you know that? I'm like, you got to look at you study business. You just know that they're going to they're gonna watch that and create it. Yeah. Snapchat failed, though, miserably because they didn't support the creators. And every single one of them out of there. Yep. Yeah. So um, my next one here is a little bit controversial, and that is, does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes or no? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this boy got taste. Anyway, how about my next one here? And that is the toilet paper. Does it go over on the roll or under? Oh, you know, got to have the beard. <laughs> Not the mullet. Uh, so have you seen that? I, I actually I actually messaged this girl yesterday. I don't know if you know Cammy Baker out of, out of New England, but Cammy Baker actually she was the the best one. She goes, if I'm dating a guy, and if he puts that toilet paper under, after the third time of having to move it from under to over, I break up with him. This relationship is going nowhere. And I'm like, wow, that's serious. Serious. <laughs> you need the yep. beard, not mullet. Yep, yep. And my last one is boxers or briefs. Commando. Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> One more time, Austin. Tell them your website so they can find you online, man. 
Austin, A-U-S-T-I-N-I-U-L-I-A-N-O. Austin Juliano. Cool. So, hey, Austin, thank you again for coming on my show today and getting to know uh, you with my audience uh, here to listen in. And you, the audience, go check out Austin. Go to his sites. Go to his – check him out on social media. The guy is pretty cool. Again, we've known each other five years, all right? He ain't going nowhere. He's somebody that you want to connect to on social media. And if this is your first time listening, go to timgilletteshow.com, which takes you over to our Apple Podcasts and subscribe, or go to our YouTube channel, timgilletteshow.com backslash YouTube. Subscribe over there, and we'll catch you on the next broadcast. Until next time, Tim Gillette saying bye now. Boom.